August 23rd, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 28. Now let me, Paul, remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then and still do now, for your faith is built on this wonderful message. And it is this good news that saves you if you firmly believe it, unless, of course, you believed something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important, and what had also been passed on to me, that Christ died for our sins, just as the Scriptures said. He was buried, and He was raised from the dead on the third day, as the Scriptures said. He was seen by Peter, and then by the twelve apostles. After that, He was seen by more than five hundred of His followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died by now. Then He was seen by James, and later by all the apostles. Last of all, I saw Him too, long after the others, as though I had been born at the wrong time. For I am the least of all the apostles, and I am not worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted the church of God. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out His special favor on me, and not without results. For I have worked harder than all the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by His grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach. The important thing is that you believed what we preached to you. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ was not raised, then all our preaching is useless, and your trust in God is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still under condemnation for your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ have perished. And if we have hope in Christ only for this life, we are the most miserable people in the world. But the fact is that Christ has been raised from the dead. He has become the first of a great harvest of those who will be raised to life again. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, Adam, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, Christ. Everyone dies because all of us are related to Adam, the first man. But all who are related to Christ, the other man, will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised first. That when Christ comes back, all His people will be raised. After that, the end will come, when He will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having put down all enemies of every kind. For Christ must reign until He humbles all His enemies beneath His feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the Scriptures say, God has given Him authority over all things. Of course, when it says authority over all things, it does not include God Himself, who gave Christ His authority. Then when He has conquered all things, 
the Son will present himself to God, so that God, who gave his Son authority over all things, will be utterly supreme over everything, everywhere. But the upright proceed with care. True faith, true faith, genuine faith, it endures trials. It calls on God for wisdom. It doesn't just listen to the sermon. It does what the sermon says. True faith helps orphans and widows. True faith controls those with true faith. It controls their tongue. It doesn't show favoritism to certain people in the church. It isn't living for this world. True faith knows that life is short. Knows that life is not about getting rich. But it's actually looking out for the poor. Uh, True faith is focused on eternity. It is patient in suffering. True faith sees the need to pray. A person with true faith sees the need to pray for himself. And to pray for others. And... Somebody with true faith is concerned about those who wander off the path and we try to bring them back. That's just a little bit of the book of James.